What a what a time, what a time. You know what I mean? What a <laughs> fucking two weeks, my guy. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Like who what like who was like, you know what? Let's just both of you move at the same fucking time. Like who what who in the fucking universe was like, mm, this is a good idea? Some idiot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One of us, both of us? I didn't <laughs> uh, So Okay, so I know we didn't have an episode last week. That was just because yeah. Zoe and I were way too swamped to do it. We just absolutely Can't could confirm. not do it. Uh, I got my condo, so Yay! I, that happened. Yay! Wee! I so much. So I got I got the condo. Everything went through great. Everything was fine. I mean, I was freaking out about it right up until the last minute, but uh, closing was so much fun. We had a blast. We just shot the shit. Um, lasted like I don't know, like twenty minutes. I just had to sign a bunch of documents, like wet sign and whatnot. And they were super, super nice to me. Uh, we popped a bottle of champagne. It was really fucking good. Uh, it was great. Everybody was nice. And my realtor, I gave a bottle of like nice champagne to my realtor. And she was like, actually, this is one of my favorite champagnes. And I was like, fuck yeah. Aw, nailed and, it. And then she got me um, a basket full of like like a soft blanket and like this really pretty wooden coaster with these wooden coast, uh, coasters. With, it's a, a giant coaster. Like a bigger, oh, yeah. Like a, like, like, like. Like for the po- center of a table? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like a center, a wooden centerpiece that matches the coasters. I don't know. I don't fucking work here. So <laughs> that, and then she got me like this little keys thing that like you put on the wall and you hang your keys on it. Cute. There was a couple other things that she put in there. Oh, she got me a little uh, pinch, uh, salt, uh, pinch dishes. Oh. A little pinch. Oh. A little, I was like, ooh, I'm fa- it's right. I'm fancy now. I, I need some oh. pinch dishes. That's right. Hell yes. yeah. So. Hell yeah. I'm excited. I got it. Nailed it. I've been slowly moving in, but I'm doing this by myself. But by February 18th is when the movers are coming, and I will be moved yeah. into that bitch. I'm committed Hell to Hell yeah. I did paint the master bedroom with this very soft gray, and it is delightful. Delightful. Hell yeah. It's I love probably- gray rooms. Thank you, because I was like, I want to paint my room gray and have it all gray. And Savannah was like, mm, gray's not in right now, but it is. She's a liar. Yeah, Gray's she's in. wrong. Gray's wonderful. Wrong. Yeah, I know. Gray's great. Thank you, because I wanted a gray white room, and she's like, um, that's a little bit too like, uh, you know, fuzzy, sticky sock, you know. But I was like, um, no, but um, mental health wards where you wear the fuzzy the sock sticky vacation, but fuzzy socks. There you go. Yeah, fuzzy sock that's not vacation. right. Is it? What is it? Sticky sock vacation? No, no. What is it? Grippy sock vacation. Grippy sock. There we go. Grippy That's sock. it. <laughs> She's like, you're oh, just well. giving, she's like, you're giving serial killer vibes. I was like, no, I'm not. No. So, no. Anyways, but I had an idea pop into my head and you, ah, drop a coin. You aren't going to believe the idea that popped in my head. You're not going to believe it. You're not. Tell me. Tell me it. Anyway. I was trying to come up with color schemes in the apartment, but I like gray, so like gray is going to be pretty much in every room. I can't help it, so yeah. sorry. I mean, reasonable. And I was like, I just can't nail this gray-blue-white scheme. Like, I can't do it. Like, there's something about the blue that I just can't nab. Like, I don't know if I could just pick a blue or what the deal is, but the blue's not working. I can't figure it out. So I was like, I think I need to get rid of the blue. I'm not digging it. But something popped into my head. It was like, do pink. Ooh. And I was like, Gray, white, and pink. That's cute. With black furniture, like Hell black yeah. hardwood. Are you kidding That's me? Like, cute. A, like, yeah. No, 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 not like a bubble gum. Not like a bubble gum pink. No, though. no, like a pale like, pink. Yes, yes, yes. 
Sold. How fucking pretty would that be? And that just popped in my head. I was like, hey, you need to do a soft pink. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. Yeah. I can actually, I can yeah. absolutely do that. Yeah. Some blankets, yeah. some pillows, some like p- soft pink on the wall. Like, absolutely. For sure. That's what I'm doing. And that's really weird. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. This is going to be so nice. <laughs> yes. And I got to, I do have to reno the place for like, pretty, like, yeah. I looked at the tax, uh, the the tax records, the property records for it, and it's just been a rotating uh, slumlord. We call it the slumlord special. Mm. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Y- yep, it's been one of those places for probably like ten years, and it's never been updated. And they hired people to just come in and paint the walls and shit and the ceilings. They did, they redid the ceilings, and they didn't put any tarp down, so there are paint blots Ugh. all over the place, no. all over the floors. Yes. Yes, and I was like, are you, like, everywhere, everywhere. And when they ripped the carpets out, apparently the carpet was all, like, stuck to the wall as well. So, like, there's bits of, like, carpet stuck in the trim. And I'm like, who the fuck did you hire to do this? This looks like shit. This whole place looks like shit. Great bones, great structure, great layout. Holy fuck does it need to be gut and, like, redone. Like, from head to, like, from trim, probably not to the crown molding, but, like, to the top of the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's great it's gonna be lovely but holy fuck it needs to be done right yeah oh absolutely cannot wait i cannot wait i'm gonna I'm gonna get those bathrooms first and they're gonna be great hell yeah <sighs> so that's I'm so that's excited. a scoop i'm moving in i am excited i'm tired but i'm excited yeah oh absolutely you're gonna be tired until you're done yeah probably a couple be- weeks after that <laughs> Yeah, but thankfully I got plenty of time. Like, I don't have to be out of the apartment till like March 11th or something. But I already put in like my 60 day notice or whatever. So, yeah, we're good. We're good. So that's what's going on. Uh, I think after this we might we're gonna try to get back on regular schedule. We'll have a more time, yes. <clears throat> more time freed up because you moved two hours away. I sure did. <laughs> sure uh, fucking did. Yes, you did, sweetie. Yeah, it's it's very far. Um, so. I moved to Clarksville, which is a great place. It is more than double the size of Cookville. It's big. I didn't, it's big I didn't know that. Yeah, I moved from a city with like maybe 70,000 people to like 170,000 people. So Dope. like it's a big boy. It's a military town. Um, I say town, it's a city. Um, it's super nice. I like it a lot. I moved into a two-bedroom apartment, which is super nice. Um and I, the the thing I'm the most excited about about this place is that it doesn't have carpet in the bathrooms. Nah. It's tiled. It's beautiful. As it, as it fucking should be. Right. It's so nice. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's like a fucking adult-ass place. Like, it's so cute. I'm so excited. <sighs> I love that happy. for you. I love that for you that you're getting out of that crap yeah. hole because I... I was I was telling Savannah I was like man they're getting sick all the time but like probably because there's fucking black mold in those carpeted bathrooms yep. and she went what yep and there's no what? laws in Tennessee that will allow you to sue a landlord for that shit or make them fix it it's disgusting so, yeah so that's cool but I don't I don't live there anymore which is super cool I love that for you yeah I still do have to clean it which sucks but it's fine yeah it's all fine. You don't know you don't so know happy. anybody who can help you clean? No, I got a couple of people. I'm actually uh, considering calling like four people and being like, hey guys, you wanna like come over and help me clean? Please? Please? Just just threaten to break their kneecaps like you always do. No, <laughs> no, you don't what do, do you that mean? and then put people to work. They'll not work hard. I have seen you 
at your job, ma'am. Hey now. Hey now. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I am super hard on all my employees, but uh, at least one of them cried today at my going away party. So, you know. Aww. <laughs> They're going to miss me and I'm going to miss them and it's going to be sad. Yeah. It's going to be sad leaving them, but, you know, it is what it is. You're on to bigger and better things. Yeah. That's the hope. The hope everything goes well. That's the dream. Yeah. The hope and the dream. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Look at us I'm, doing things. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Except except that whole you still have to drive hour an hour for your job now. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But you you should still look for a job closer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am. I am. Okay. I have three interviews next week. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would like to still stay for the company that I have, but you know, it it is what it is. Um I'm I'm currently planning on staging a coup and uh at this new place that I'm going and uh, taking a management job from somebody. So, you know. That, uh, you know what? I'm not even surprised. That tracks. <laughs> it's in process. <laughs> it's in I've already worst. begun. <laughs> oh my God. Begun. <laughs> of course you fucking have, Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, when like every higher up I've spoken to is like, yeah, there's one manager that won't be there long. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Cool, 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 cool. So it's fine. All right. So everybody help me <laughs> manifest this coup. Uh, yeah, I need I need our witchy poos to come forward and help us out with this. Zoe needs Zoe needs some help, please. She is me, stressed. Some assistance. She is hot, but she is what what um I might be what what are the what was the sign that I painted you? I might I'm full of anxiety, know. but this uh oh my god, I painted it for you. My my depression is chronic, but this ass is iconic. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the one. The, that's the one. That's it. That is, I love it. I do too. We're doing it's, great. It's in it's above my desk still. Oh, it's in, in my in my office now instead of uh, my living room. So. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm very pleased. Okay, good. But you want to know what is also chronically depressed, but is also iconic? What spooky stories? <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so this episode was inspired by my trip to Udvar Hazy, the like science museum in Chantilly that I went to with Alex. Hell yeah. And while I was there, I was looking at, we were looking at this um, display, like a glass display shelf thingy, and it had all of like the like rockets and like ballistic um, missiles with pay, um, warheads in them. And they like they were they were to scale to each other. Like obviously mm-hmm. they weren't to scale in the in the display that they're these are like fucking like skyscraper tall missiles, right? So they they were to scale to each other. And now I've seen Saturn V in person. Okay. Oh, which hell is yeah. which is our biggest rocket missile. Don't don't come at me for the terminology. Okay, I'm too tired. I'm too tired to look at <laughs> uh, that we have ever made. We've we've made eighteen Saturn Vs. Okay. They're massive, which Jesus Christ has a fuck ton of material to make 18 of these yeah. fuckers. Okay. Two of them are in Huntsville, to which I also saw at um, Huntsville, NASA place down there. Right. So there's yeah. there's one outside fully erected and you could stand underneath it and go, Jesus fucking Christ, this is huge. There's another one that is broken apart by like its actual break apart points once it goes into space, right? And so yeah. you can walk the length of the building and see all the innards of the Saturn V, right? Yeah. 
So my perception of it is like, this is the biggest fucking rocket we've ever made. America, home of the free, biggest thing of the fucking rockets, you know, of the world, right? Like, everything's bigger yeah. and better in America, right? Always. So I'm looking at this display with Alex in Udvar Hazy, and I see the Saturn V, and I'm like, that's the biggest rocket. No, it is not. There is a huh? black rocket right next to it that is bigger than the Saturn V, and I go, Alex, what the fuck is that? And he goes... I have to tell you a story about that rocket. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm going to tell you that story that he told me, which in, in more detail, in more detail, more fleshed out. But I'm going to tell you the story about the Tsar Bomba. Okay. T-S-A-R-B-O-M-B-A. Tsar Bomba. Okay. Is it Russian? Right. Yes, it is Russian. But we're, I'm going to, 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 I'm going to tell this, I'm going to tell this theatrically. Like I gotta, we gotta work up to it. Like I can't just get right into it. I wanna, I wanna build up to it. I gotta build the suspense. I've gotta like paint a picture for you, right? Like I'm, I I'm fully love in pictures. What? <laughs> I do love pictures. I'm so sorry I didn't put any pictures in the notes for you. Oh no, it's okay. You're painting me a picture. Okay, great. All right, so I can, <laughs> I can direct you to pictures because there's some good pictures on Wikipedia. I got all this from Wikipedia. It was ten out of ten. Great, right? Hell yeah. So before we get to Zarbamba. And you're going to figure out eventually what the fuck it is, but just by what I am telling you, right? But, man, you're going to learn today. This is actually fucking terrifying that this happened. Terrifying. Okay. May 8th of 1945. What happened, Zoe? My brain's not on. I'm so tired. Uh, okay. All right. Germany surrenders. World War II. Yeah. Okay. I was about okay. to say 45. That's, yeah. Okay. The World War II era. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to I like to try and quiz you to see if you'll get a date right, but it's it's fine. So Reasonable. Finally surrenders, World War II, and now, so the so the war is over in the European theater. Now, all allies have now turned to the specific front, right? But now, specifically, Japan, which they're not fucking, like, they're just doing kamikaze shit, right? Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Nope. So, by July 1945, the Manhattan Project, located conveniently in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, been there, seen it, it's cool. Yep. Produced... Three atomic bombs. Now, however, I like it's so funny how they're like, oh, we actually produced two bombs because that's what went off. No, there was a third one on the way. Yes. We, ta we talked about I that. I remember that. We yeah. We did. So Fat Man, which was a, a plutonium <laughs> implosion nuclear weapon. A little boy, which was an enriched uranium gun type fission weapon. And if you remember the episode, was that a bonus episode on the Patreon? Demacore was, right? Yeah. Yes. Those on the Patreon epi episodes. Yes. Okay. So we have a Patreon episode called the Demon Core, which was the third bomb on the way to be dropped on Japan. Okay. There was a third bomb. There was not fucking two. There was three. <laughs> so Whoops. it's it, it's colloquially called Demon Core. If you want to look it up, that was the uh, official Fission Core, Fissile Core. I don't know what the fuck I put. Um, It was the core that was going to be put on the third bomb that was going to be dropped on Japan. It was on the way. So- so Allied forces, I looked this up, and this is actually pretty interesting. So the Allied forces had told Japan to surrender with an unconditional surrender. Yeah. And fun fact, also, surrendering was not in the Japanese war book. Nope. Nope. So that's why they were like, no, we would rather die than surrender, because that was, that was their MO. Yep. So um, the U.S. actually received permission from UK and I think a couple of other uh countries gave permission to drop the bombs on japan so they were like all right we're gonna do it because they won't stop so let's figure out what the hell this is gonna do so 
little boy was dropped on Hiroshima August 6th by the Anola Gray, Anola, excuse me, Anola Gay, the Boeing B-29 Superfortress bomber, which is also at Udvar Hazy in, Sh- in Chantilly. Yep, I got to see it. It's massive. It's a big old fucking plane. We got to go the next time I'm there. I want to see all the stuff. I'm, I'll have a bedroom. Hell yeah. bedroom. You guys got to get up here. You better come up Hell in the yeah. summer when you guys get on break. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It'll be a summertime trip. Okay. We could go. It's, it's yeah. free. You just have to pay for parking, which is like, I think Whee! like $10. Hell yeah. So I got to see Anil, the Enola Gay and it was super cool. Fun fact, the Enola Gay, that was the pilot's mother's name. Yes. Her name was Enola, middle name Gay. And I think that's cute. So the bomb... That was dropped, little boy, weighed 9,700 pounds, and it was 10 feet by 28 inches. Jesus. So the explosion that that could, like, that like came out of the bomb, okay, right, was 15, 15 kilo tons of TNT. So much. 15 kilo. I need you to remember that. Kilo. Kilo tons. Jesus. 15 kilo tons at an altitude of 1,900 feet. Now- I, I think this might be a little bit too high of an estimate, but the mushroom, they didn't measure the mushroom clouds that were coming out of it at the time because it was 1945 and they, I don't think there was like a way to measure it at the time. So uh, it was high, right? Like it went into the atmosphere. They were, they were, they were pretty high, pretty, pretty impressive, but like we're going to, we're going to get there, right? So I think the estimation that I found was 300,000 feet into the air, but that might be a little bit overestimating and you'll see why in a couple more lines. Everything within a mile blast was completely destroyed. Absolutely, completely fucking gone. Unless it was a concrete building, but everything inside of the concrete building that wasn't concrete was obliterated. Yeah. So that's fucking terrifying. Fat Man was dropped on Nagasaki three days later on the 9th, August 1945, after Japan refused to surrender. And this bomb was dropped by Boxcar. B-O-C-K-S-K-S-C. AR boxcar. And it was also a B29 super fortress. Boxcar is in it's not in Uvar Hazy, it's somewhere else. I don't remember where it was. But that bish, fat boy, fat man, excuse me, fat man weighed 10,300 pounds. And it was Jesus. 10.7 feet long and 60 inches wide. All right. And that's a whole story. Like I didn't know that they like were having to like they didn't fly from the U.S. to Japan. They were on one of the islands nearby, and they kept flying from Japan. They kept they were flying from one of the islands over Japan, but there was bad weather coming in, and they didn't have, like, radar or anything like that. It's 1945, so they're relying on vision to drop it. And also, after they mounted this armed, it was armed, nuclear bomb to the plane, they realized that the fuel tank was busted. So they were, they were having to fly out. And they couldn't find a, like, they couldn't find a, you know, a visuals to the ground. So they kept having to come back. So by the third round, the anti-air cannons, anti-air missiles, whatever Japan had, were, like, walking onto these planes. So they were like, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. And there was an itty-bitty hole in the clouds. And they said, drop it. And they did. The bomb missed its mark by a couple of miles. And that's why it didn't do as much damage, but it still did damage, right? Yeah. The explosion that detonated was 21 kilotons. Okay, so we went from 15 mm. to 21 kilotons, okay? Yeah. 
and it exploded at 1,650 feet above the ground. They said that the plume was uh, 40, 45,000 feet high. Again, I think that's an overestimation, but we're, 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 we're moving up and up, right? So that happened. Holy shit. What the fuck was that? Oh, my God. So now we have started the race of nuclear arms. We got the Cold War. The worst things ever happened to this fucking planet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, like, something that I, every single time I hear about the bombs that we dropped, um, I think about all of the people. Um, yep. Because the people who were close vaporized instant death. People who were less close, um, there are still shadows left on the concrete of them um, in their final moments. Um, and it just like progressively gets worse the farther away from the blast zone you are. And it just, it's, and like the, the craziest thing is like the U.S. was very particular in where we dropped those bombs. It was not in an area like the, it, it was, it was chosen because it, it's in a bowl. So the radiation couldn't travel as far. So it would ah. just sit. Um, that was done purposefully because we didn't know like long-term effects of radiation. So it was, well, you know, it'll be pretty, pretty easily contained. So like here, that's why, that's why they chose those places, which is damn God awful. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a no. fan. <sighs> and, and we're going to, we're going to touch on a little bit on how much the U S did not fucking know what the fuck they were fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Absolutely. Right. So where we've come to operation crossroads. And within Operation Crossroads, we have a sub-operation called Operation Castle. But let's talk about, uh, yes, Castle. We're going to talk about Operation Castle specifically. Now, if you want to know more, Wikipedia actually does a really fucking good job at explaining all of this and, like, everything that happened, how the bombs are made, like, how they're put together, how they explode, how they detonate, like, the chemical reaction. So if you want to read it, like, just Wikipedia does a great job, actually. I learned a lot. Hell Yeah. So Operation Crossroads, which was the the was the uh, umbrella, but specifically Operation Castle, was the U.S.'s mission to test nuclear weapons in their arms race against Russia and the Bikini Atoll in the Marshall Islands. Bikini Atoll? Yep, it's called Bikini Atoll. You know what atoll is? Define what kind of toll you mean. Eight, it's one word, atoll. A-T-O-L-L. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> so an atoll is this really weird... Um, island formation where it's it it's almost a circle and it, uh-huh. was it a top of a, of a volcano i'm not quite sure how this formation happens but it's basically kind of like this loose strip of land that makes a circle and it just mm-hmm. has like a pool of water in it okay okay do you know where point nemo is no okay point nemo is in the specific pacific ocean and it is the point at which it is the farthest away from any man land any land period Mm -hmm. okay Okay. these bikini atoll islands are pretty close to that okay relatively speaking but so it's a very isolated area uh just this like these random little circulars horseshoe looking islands and there there's water in the center of it so like they're detonating the atom the nuke bombs in Mm. the center of these pools of water okay that feels dumb it is dumb. And there's people living there. There are natives that are living there on these islands, That's okay? That's big dumb. <sighs> so we move past the regular uranium bombs and we get to, like, hydrogen bombs, okay, which are more powerful. Yep. But they're still, they're still like, nuclear radioactive, right, like, whenever it happens. So 
they set it up. They had everything set up. They put the bomb out there, like in the middle of like kind of like not as far out, but uh, out on the waters, but like good enough. And they're like on the other side of the island, and they've got like test equipment set up. They've got cameras set up. They they also have bunkers for themselves in case shit goes sideways, right? Like they're they're ready to do it. And they get this bomb set up, and the bomb's name is Castle Bravo. And they detonate this son of a bitch. And it's it was the first lithium deuteride bomb, and its detonation was March 1st, 1945. Ooh. Upon detonation, it produced a 15 megaton blast of TNT, and the fireball that it created, because when a when a atom when a nuke detonates, it creates a fireball first, and then this then that cloud is formed. The fireball was 4.5 miles across after Jesus. one second of detonation. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. We just went from 21 kilotons of TNT to 15 megatons of TNT. What the fuck just happened? So a neighboring, isle, neighboring island uh, 250 miles away sees it. It's so fucking bright. They can see it. The crater... That was created from this detonation was 6,500 feet in diameter and 250 feet deep. If you go to Google Maps, turn on satellite imagery, and you type in Castle Bravo Crater, you can fucking see it. You can see the crater. Just type in Castle Bravo Crater. Are you doing it? Oh, my God. Did you see it? Wow, I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's there, and it's a point, and it's wild. So was that the the first use of a bomb that like created megatons that you know of, or I th- I think we were we were playing around with like four to five, which is what so you're so which I'm going to talk about in just a second. Um, they did not expect it to be this powerful, and I will get into why they thought that. But this was the most powerful bomb that the U.S. has ever detonated, and it wasn't supposed to be that powerful. They had no idea what the fuck they were fucking with. The mushroom cloud that formed this this one this one was accurate. They actually had stuff to measure it, and they were ready to like measure it, test it, all that shit. Bang! So the mushroom cloud for this was forty seven thousand, forty seven thousand, forty seven, four seven thousand feet into the air, seven miles across, and this was only after a minute later. Ten minutes later, it was a hundred and thirty thousand feet into the air and sixty two miles wide. So the the travel rate of it was twenty two. 220 miles per hour. It contaminated 7,000 square miles of the Pacific Ocean. Yep. So the blast also wiped out their testing equipment because it was way too close. And the people on the island actually had to get into shelters for several hours because of the nuclear fallout was so fucking bad from this. And it was falling everywhere that they had to basically chill out until like the radiation levels dropped. What they estimated was two and a half times lower than what had actually happened. Jesus. So, so to their surprise, it was a lot bigger and they were not ready. So and it was more nuclear reactive. Like they had more radiation afterwards than what they were ready for also. It, it severely contaminated everything. So this is what had happened. I'm, I'm going to try and put this as in layman terms as possible. So you know cool. how you can take a metal and you can add or subtract neurons from it and it makes it reactive? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you have a lithium-6 isotope, which is which is of that same principle. I don't know if it's 
less or more. I, I haven't done chemistry in a while and I can't remember. So they have lithium-6 isotope, which they believed believed was more reactive than the lithium-7 isotope that was in there. So they had both lithium-6 and lithium-7. They didn't think that the lithium-7 was going to be as reactive mm. as it was, but it was in there. So that's why they're like, you know what? It, it, like it's not going to be as reactive you know here's the chemical equation somebody was fucking wrong they fucked up the chemical equation um, somebody didn't go to chemistry school no and the bomb was made up of 60 percent of the lithium seven isotope more reactive more, gotcha. and it, it it was it wasn't as reactive as the lithium six it was just more reactive than they thought it was going to be gotcha and so we'll so so let's see so the lithium seven isotope decaying and there's way more into it again the the wikipedia actually did a really really good i the job explaining this as it was decaying and exploding and processing as you know it was triggered right creating more neutrons during the reaction causing it to react more with the uranium that was in there causing a bigger fucking explosion because they didn't realize that as the lithium-7 was decaying and breaking down they're like it won't create another neutron like it'll be absorbed it didn't it didn't. A whole other neutron came out on the other side of the reaction. Jesus. And, and catalyzed it and sped it up, and it was awful. It was awful. I feel like that's something that you should test in small, like small <laughs> scale, like tiny, tiny fucking little bitty bitch baby scale before yeah. you put it on a fucking bomb. You would think, but <sighs> I'm pretty sure they were very sure of themselves when they did this. Well, yeah, apparently so. <laughs> so... The nuclear fallout was actually coral that had been ripped up. So, like, the way that the mushroom cloud works is that it creates two circles, and the circles go down in reverse, in clockwise and reverse clockwise circles, and it goes down and then back up and shoots into the atmosphere. So it had blown down into the water, grabbed a bunch of debris in the water, and then shot it up into the atmosphere, all contaminated with radiation. Yeah. Okay. And it also emitted, like, you know, obviously nuclear gas, like the like the smoke that was coming out of it, and it spread all over the world. And also remember that that um, that episode where I talked about the contaminated steel. Yep. <laughs> this doesn't fucking help. Yep. So the islanders were evacuated three days later, and they were sick as shit. They were I'm sure. very sick. Yeah. Okay. Um. And there was a Japanese fishing boat nearby called the Lucky Dragon Number Five which I guess they weren't so lucky. Uh, they had yeah, a crew of 23. What? <laughs> what? I was about to say, damn, five, four fuck-ups. Oof. Yes, it wasn't It wasn't good. So um, they had a crew of 23, and the nuclear fallout was raining down on them, and they had no idea what it was. Yeah. So they were just getting, like, radiation shit burns bleh, all over them, and one man died from it. One man died from it. So... Yeah. And I... This was like a... This was like a... Not so fun fact that I found on the Wikipedia page. There's actually something called Project 4.1, which was founded to study the nuclear effects of the humans in that area. Mm. And uh, obviously, they promised the people that they could return to their islands, and they couldn't fulfill that because it was they they radiated more than they planned on doing it. So they gave yeah. them millions. They gave them millions of dollars in restitution, but obviously, that money is worthless because they live on a fucking island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's sad. And I feel like that does need to be brought up and that's a point to make because everyone should be aware of what the fuck we did. So, 
So now that we know that the largest bomb the U.S. ever detonated was a 15 megaton bomb, let's talk about our bomba. Yes. A.K.A. King of Bombs is what that translates to. That makes sense. Yep. So even though Castle Bravo was a mistake, it still set the scene for the rest of the world that the U.S. had the absolute upper hand in creating the biggest, baddest bomb. And it was just honestly a dick swinging contest. That's... That's the Cold War. It was just who could swing their dick lower, and that was, you know, the U.S. taking a pass at that, right? So Russia, being the USSR at the time, they were like, no, that's blackmail. You're, like, strong-arming. Like, that's bullshit. You can't be doing that. Like, what gives you the right? Which, like, kind of understandably so. I'm not a Russian sympathizer, but, like, I kind of like, get it, right? So, yeah, especially during the time that they were in, too, because Cold War. Right. Yeah. Right. So, like, you're going to make bombs, your enemy's going to make bombs. Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? So, uh, them feeling that way was understandable. However, what they did <laughs> was not cool. So. Oh, no. They had a two-part plan. They had a two-part plan that they came up with. The Communist Party came up with a two-part plan. One, they needed a vehicle that could deliver a nuke to the U.S. Thus, the N-1 was created, which this is the black rocket that was bigger than the saturn V sitting in that display case that out Al- that i asked alex about okay it's called yeah. the, it's called the n1 if you want to wikipedia it real quick it's fucking huge and it's supposed to carry a 75 there's like a there's like a tolerance there but it was, i think it's like 75 ton warhead on it which makes sense for the part two which is going to be the said warhead and it was codenamed product 602 or aka ivan but okay. this is but this is Zarbamba. Like I'm talking about the same thing. It didn't become Zarbamba yeah. until later. But during production, they kept giving it like different nicknames and shit to confuse like counterintelligence, you know, people in the US who was trying to figure out what the fuck Russia was doing. Okay. Yes. I'm looking at the bomb. Are you really? So I'm a little distracted. Yeah. I've got it pulled okay. up on my phone and like looking at the, the big well, bad boy. Well don't don't spoil it. No, I'm just looking at pictures. Okay, okay. As long as you're doing yeah. pictures. No, like, I'm keeping it safe because I want I want I like this picture you're painting, but I'm a visual human. So I need fair. to see it. I need to put more pictures in here for you. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> so the USSR, the way I understood this, the Wikipedia page on this one was a little bit tougher to to get through. So if I made a mistake, you're probably right. So sorry, but I'm doing my best here. They made multiple iterations, obviously building up, you know, as you as you do with research, right? You you build up, you know, oh, we could do it better here. Oh, like we'd add some like different ions here or whatever and whatever. So the Tsar Bomba was built was the the the, the bomb <coughs> was built up to what became a three stage bomb. So it was a thermonuclear bomb but it had three stages of detonation in it so like it had three different ways to create like the reactions in it essentially i don't want to like get into it but holy shit it was three stages and it had a uranium core nuclei i guess is what they call it in the wikipedia page and with all of this and that uranium core they estimated and they were right that the explosion was going to be a hundred megatons of tnt explosion damn so like their scientists were better at math fuck (laughs) chemistry that's disappointing (laughs) right so for reference castle bravo which was the most powerful detonated (sighs) bomb at that time was 15 megatons of tnt this bomb 
is estimated to be a hundred megatons of TNT. A hundred. Are you fucking insane? So the scientists, realizing that this is fucking insane, wrote a letter to the leaders of the, I think it was just the Communist Party or whoever the fuck was leading this yeah. charge. Uh, they said, hey, a uh, hundred megaton is way too fucking much. Uh, we can't handle the fallout because the winds are just going to blow it back all over Russia. You're going to contaminate all of Russia. What are you thinking? And um, whoever's going to drop this is not going to live. So the Russians have always used their people as meat shields, has yep. always done so. That is just a thing that like Russia has done because they don't, because they're, they're, a communist country they can't technologically keep up with the rest of the world mm -hmm. but what they can do is just throw numbers at the problem until it's not a problem and that pisses me off yeah Ooh. they did but this was probably like the one point in time where it was like thank god they weren't just gonna throw people and sacrifice people for this because it was like the like they were like hey like the test this is a test when what you're about to sacrifice for the test does not yield like the study of this, it's right. not. There's no ratio here. Like it's it's like not feasible. It's not right. It doesn't make sense. So, oh man. So they kind of agreed. So the Communist Party was like, we kind of agree, but we need something more than Castle Bravo. So what can like so what can you what can you do for us? So the scientists came back and said we can take the uranium out of it, the uranium core out of it, and put a more passive nuclear material in it. And it'll, one, still be a 50 megaton bomb, and two, it will actually be the cleanest nuclear bomb to ever been detonated. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I mean, still not great, so, but okay. Right. I, the scientists, bless them, as far as I'm concerned, because, like, they were still like, hey, we're creating Ooh. something awful. How less awful can we make it? But they also decided to drop it and detonate it midair as to not contaminate the soil and the water uh, upon contact with the fireball crazy okay okay so they're so these scientists were trying like i know the situation sucks it's like it's still a fucking me like 50 megaton bomb like that's nuclear and what the fuck but you know lesser of the evils i don't know what to tell you so they now have yeah, a bomb right <laughs> right like i just man it just sucks all around but how less sucky can we make it so they now have a bomb that is 50 megatons and they're gonna drop it how the fuck are they going to drop this massive fucking bomb, right? And detonate it in midair. Right. So they take what is a TU-95 bomber and they modify it to carry the payload. It has fuel tanks removed. It has the bomb doors taken off. And its mounting rods were put on the length of the beams that run through the plane, right? And they now named it the TU-95V. And this was the plane that was going to drop a 6 Hundred, excuse me, sixty thousand pound, which is thirty tons, twenty six feet long and seven feet wide. That's how big. That's how big this fucking bomb. So like half of the bomb. So like I don't know. I, I like it's fifty megatons, but like if they kept the uranium core in, it would have been more. But like the weight of it makes sense for having the N one rocket be yeah. what you know launches the, the trans tra uh, intercontinental uh, ballistic missile. I think is yeah. what Wikipedia called it. Whatever. So. To give, remember, I, I loved how you brought up the point that Russia will just throw bodies at a problem. Yeah. They still did. This was still a body problem because Man, in, order, Russia. 
And so what they came up with, because they were like, if we just drop it out of the plane, we won't get away. They will die. They they will die. That's that's 100% guaranteed. So what they did is they they attached a parachute, this massive 1,800-pound parachute to the bomb to slow its descent long enough to give to give the plane a 50% chance of survival. I mean, that's that's more than any of their astronauts got. <laughs> Let's be honest, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're not wrong. So Man, fuck the Russians. Anyway. Damn. The government. 50%, Excuse me. Yeah, the, the Communist Party. So Correct. 50% chance of survival. That's what they were given. So the the secretary Khrushchevic, uh yeah. he just casually he just was like mm, uh, hey american politician we have this uh 50 megaton bomb that we're gonna drop and just casually mentioned it to him and like the next day new york times everyone's publishing holy shit russia is about to drop a nuke like that is big bigger than castle bravo what the fuck is happening and they announced it at like the communists there was a part the there was a party with the communist party <laughs> there they had I'm sure there had, was they yeah they <laughs> they had some sort of political hoot nanny i'm going to call it i don't fuck i don't know fucking Beautiful. i don't care whatever yeah. <laughs> so at this at this hoot nanny <laughs> they announce that they're going to drop this bomb october 30th 1961 my they're mom do it. was alive and in school during this time you should ask her about it she i will i will um because she's told me before remembering like kids did drills during the cold war yeah um and like she remembers very vividly the fear in all of the teacher's eyes because like you know know, fear fear has a look right um you can't really control like how your eyebrows do and like your eyes are wide and like all of that even if you're smiling you can tell if somebody's fucking terrified. Yep. And mom remembers doing drills where they would get under their desk and that's what they would do. And that's, and that's not it. Gonna, that's not going to stop shit. Yep. That was that was yep. if you were outside of the blast radius and the building just fell on you. If you're inside mm-hmm. of the blast radius, you're just... Yeah, you're just dead. Done. You're just dead. Yeah, I will, I will have to sit down with my mom and ask her like what that was like being alive during the Cold War. Because like, I know she was a little kid, but... Like, cause she would have been like what ten? What what did you what year did you say? Nineteen sixty one. Sixty one. Oh God, she would have been seven. She would have been your seven. Mom's, your mom's old. My parents weren't even born. Yeah, I know. My mom was born in fifty four. Dog. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Okay. So your mom is seven at the time. Great. So mm-hmm. they. So everything's good. Not, not everything's good. Uh, the, everything the bombs, is bad. <laughs> everything is bad. Everything is awful. Everything is awful. Uh. They mount the bomb to the plane, and they decide to send a crew of nine, which I don't fucking know why. There was also another little plane that was um, also hanging by to with their test instruments and do measurements and whatnots, but but they they weren't even they were fine. So the plane that was dropping the bomb, okay, they painted a heat reflective paint on it to minimize the damage, and okay. again, fifty percent rate of chance of survival. They departed. I think it was roughly 9.30 that morning, and they departed, and they headed up to Sukhoi Nos, and it's somewhere up in, like, the northern sea area above um, Sweden, Finland, and, mm. like, way above that. And there was, like, some random islands up there, and they were just headed to BFE up there. And two hours later, at 
11.32 Russian time. It dropped it at an altitude of 35,000 feet, and it detonated 13,000 feet above the water. Okay. Now, that's high, but you're going to understand... It was an. It was almost not 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 high enough. <laughs> so, by the time they dropped it and it detonated, they were already twenty four miles away from this bitch. Okay, yeah. and and they still twenty four miles away. They still only had a fifty percent shot of making it. So, <laughs> this is fucking disgusting. When the shock wave finally reached the plane. They were at that point seventy one miles away, and when it hit them, the plane dropped like a fucking bag of bricks. Yeah. 0.6 miles out of the sky. Just immediately straight down. Does would that have like the was that just the pressure or is that like the same impact as like an an EMP, which I guess no. those were less electromagnetic, but So, we'll get to that actually, but this oh. would uh, would have been just um pressure. Okay. The pressure, just the, like sense. just the lack, the lack thereof, like yeah. like planes are designed to operate in a certain at- atmospheric pressure, and then all of a sudden, when you massively change it, it cannot operate in those atmospheric pressure, yeah. and it just drops. Okay, fair. Okay, so Jesus. it drops. They lived. They lived, even though they Thank probably goodness. shit their fucking pants. They just uh, probably yeah. shit themselves. Uh, they landed, and they were fine. Now, however, actually. I can't remember if it was the U.S. spy plane or if it was their plane. I can't remember. But one of the planes had the reflective heat paint melted off of their fucking plane. That makes sense. (sighs) Holy shit. So the fireball after detonation, which was probably, what, one or two seconds, was five miles wide. And it was going, it was going to touch the water. They didn't drop it high enough. It was going to touch the water. However, in some weird turn of physics events that I did not look into because I didn't want to fucking understand it, honestly, (laughs) its own shockwave, like, I guess off of the water, stopped it from going further down. Damn. That's kind of cool. That's fucking wild, right? The fireball itself actually reached... The altitude from which it was dropped. Disgusting. <laughs> they would have been immediately vaporized. Just disgusting. Gone. And it was seen 620 miles away. They could see this fucking fireball in the sky. Yo, fuck that. The, the, the mushroom cloud was measured to be 42 miles high. And that is well into the mesosphere, which is almost into space. I found a video. Did I say that right? The meso, the meso, mesosphere. Bless you. Show me. Okay, you have stratosphere. Let's see, troposphere, stratosphere, mesosphere. Okay, that's halfway in between Earth and space. Because after that, you have the thermosphere and the exosphere. Yeah. And then space. Holy shit! It made it halfway to space. I hate that so much. I also hate that so much. <sighs> Are you watching the video? Yeah. That it's was taken my... from inside the cockpit. Part of it is, and part of it's taken from the ground, and like you get to see the bomb dropped out of the plane with its like giant fucking parachute. I was looking for a video and I couldn't find it, and I need you to send that to me. Yeah, absolutely. And then like you can see, I'm gonna send it to you, but you can see how fucking tall the cloud is and the smoke. This is scary. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Like this is this isn't ghost scary. This is like holy shit scary. Jesus Christ. It's a you can see it above the cloud line. 
Did you uh did you YouTube that? Uh just ended up googling the thing, but yes, it's on YouTube. What's it the name was of the video? released August 28th, 20, 2020. 2020. What's the name of the video? Uh Oh, this one's 3 minutes. I'm going to look at this one. Um Russian releases declassified video of well, Hold on, now I'm at an ad. Oh my gosh. We'll get you all the important YouTube. things that you need. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. Um Russia releases declassified video of largest ever hydrogen bomb blast. Love it. I don't. That's sarcasm. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was 42 miles high and the mushroom cap was 59 miles wide and the base Jesus. of the cloud was 25 miles wide. But I found a quote from a Russian cameraman who is probably recording what you're watching. Mm. And it said and he he said, quote, the clouds beneath the aircraft and in the distance were lit up by the powerful flash. The sea of light spread under the hatch, and even clouds began to glow and became transparent. At that moment, our aircraft merged from between two cloud layers, and down below in the gap, a huge bright orange ball was emerging. The ball was powerful and arrogant like Jupiter. Slowly and silently, it crept upwards. Having broken through the thick layer of clouds, it kept growing. It seemed... To suck the whole earth into it. The spectacle was fantastic, unreal, and supernatural. Yeah. And, I agree and, with all of that. <sighs> all of it. He's correct. Which which he says it's silent, but I always I could never figure out like how loud it actually is. Is it actually silent? Like there's no way it can't yeah. be silent. I have no idea. Because like how how are eardrums not erupting from like also the pressure of yeah, so I got facts, not so Give fun facts. facts. I got not hit so fun the, facts. Hit me with the not fun facts. Okay. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! The blast wave circled the Earth three times. What the fuck? The blast wave circled the Earth three times. The first time it took thirty-six hours and twenty-seven minutes. Jeez. A seismic wave in the crust. Circle the Earth three times, even though it was three miles above the water. Yeah, three to five. I forget. No, it was five. Oh, the thing was five across. Three miles. Three miles. Even though it was three miles above water, it gave a seismic rating at five at a five point oh magnitude shock wave into the Earth's crust. That that circled the Earth three times. I hate it. Thank you. The atmosphere. The, the worst facts. Yes. No, I said not so fun fact. <laughs> You're right. The atmospheric pressure from the blast also circled the Earth three times over the course of three days, and it was estimated to travel at 675 miles per hour, and it was measured in New Zealand every time it passed through. That's how we know that it passed around and it was measured and all kinds of fun stuff. Over 480 miles from the blast, glass windows shattered in a village in a place called Dixon Island. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there was structural damage from the bomb at a village called Savenry. I think I said that right. 34 miles away. And houses were just leveled. Just done. Like 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 butter, like bread, just laid over. What do you what do you do there? Do you like sue the Russian government? <sighs> no. You you go to jail. Like you just go to jail if you <laughs> say anything. <laughs> Are you kidding Christ. me? I mean I don't even think you go to jail. I think they just shoot you. Yeah, probably. <sighs> so remember how you said EMP blast? Yeah. 
The bomb created ionization in the atmosphere so bad that it interrupted radio comms for 40 minutes. Disgusting. Oh, my God. <sighs> oh, my God. <laughs> Two hours after the explosion, which this is this is actually a fun fact. Two hours after the explosion, the nuclear nuclear the, the the nuclear radioactivity had fallen to levels where contamination was no longer a danger to anybody at the epicenter of the blast. Jeez, I think that's kind of like yeah, yeah. It's, I e- mean- it's, e- it's eco-friendly. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. It was a joke. Please, this is, these are <laughs> no, jokes. I mean, it was funny, but who? <laughs> oh my god. At 62 miles from ground, quote-unquote, ground zero, uh, humans would have received third-degree burns. Mm-mm. 62 miles. Nope. Yep. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Uh, so, that, so, that happened. Uh, two years later, they, they signed a treaty to ban nu- nuclear testing in the atmosphere, outer space, and underwater. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was signed in Moscow and by the major players. Yep. And I think that's, re- I think that's really nice. Um, there's estimation that if the 100 megaton uranium core bomb was detonated it would have contributed to 60 percent excuse me 26 percent of all the nuclear fallout ever created by nuclear testing and the plane and the crew would not have survived the blast no yeah i found the uh the full 40 minute documentary um on youtube that they released and i sent that to you um because it shows the the actual bomb um, it being like loaded into the plane, then the takeoff and all like like the whole thing. It's just raw footage, so like it shows everything from start to finish. Damn. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch Damn. it. Jeez Louise. Wild shit like this should not exist, but here we are. No. But uh, the the I think they made like they they detonated one and they had two more that they made, or at least the casings of it. So they put um. They have a museum over mm-hmm. there that they put the bomb in, and that's where the bomb's at. Obviously, not like radioactive. Right. I mean, maybe it's Russia. Maybe they are. That's, I don't know. But I mean, you're not wrong. Right. So, jeez. <laughs> so that's yeah, our that bomba. That was pretty scary. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the fear. That's what that's what Alex told me, and hey, I was thanks, like, Alex, terrifying. I was like, what the fuck, man? A hundred a hundred megatons. He's like, yeah. But they like they only did half, and I was like, "Oh, that's so wonderful." <laughs> there was a board game that was developed and put out. Um, I want to say in the eighties or the nineties, called Nuclear War, Ugh. and it was one of the most fun board games I've ever played, bruh. But the whole point of it is to, I think, the highest megaton megaton war like like bomb that you can fling is the terminology at another country (laughs) or another player is 500 megatons oh my god yeah and previous understanding of this board game that i played in my formative years um was that you know that's pretty bad not the worst we've ever had is 50 the worst we've ever had is 50 yeah so i think that's a good thing to know yeah, I think everyone <sighs> should know that. How bad it was. Jesus. Yep, that was the most powerful bomb we've ever detonated ever. Well, thank goodness that's the 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 worst. And hopefully it stays like that forever. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Because God knows what we could do now. We could probably do 5,500. Like Easy. Said. Easy. Easy. 
<laughs> Anyways, Jesus. okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna go have an exponential crisis. Yeah, same. Okay, great. I'm so glad I could improve uh, <laughs> your night. I'm so glad hey, I could. Thanks, do this bud. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry. All right, my cat's <laughs> biting me. Never mind. Okay, I thought oh, well. he was. I just put my hand down to pet him. And he just jumped up to try and bite me. Yeah, he's mad. You're not paying attention to him. I'm going to get him a cat. Hell I yeah. Will, I'm going to go pick up another cat for him because this poor thing. Like hell yeah. He need he needs a buddy so he can stop fucking biting my feet. Reasonable. He, he could bite some other poor cat's feet. I don't care. <laughs> Bro, don't kink shame your cat. Maybe he likes to bite your feet. I'm my my kink is kink shaming, okay? Acceptable. Same. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's sign off out of here cuz I got to okay. I got to put this up. All right. Yeah, I want to go to bed. So. <laughs> Same. All right. So if you want to check us out, please be sure to head over to our website at www.hauntherbarelynoher.com. We have a contact page if you want to drop a a spooky story or a weird scary odd thing like this we could also do baby booze we should hopefully be back to our regular schedule episodes starting next week but thank you all for bearing with us in this uh in these trying times you know what i'm saying Woo! if you want to reach out to us on instagram or twitter at h-h-i-b-k-h podcast please feel free to do so yeah i think twitter's fixed now is so, it i think did they take down that pay for the blue mark bullshit yeah but i mean twitter crashed this morning like this this that dates when we record this but uh twitter just like stopped working and like everybody was losing their shit because they were like oh no where am i going to tweet all of my thoughts <laughs> which made me laugh but but yeah twitter like just stopped working is it back <laughs> i think so okay uh, I, go I just googled it to see and i think so i think it's up i think it's working now awesome i hate it here all right mm -hmm. great thanks for listening and everybody go to bed go to bed Go yeah. to bed. If you're if you're right listening now. to this when this when this comes out, go to bed. If you're Unless on the other side of the world, no, yeah, <laughs> like like no no no, not like go to like go home, go to bed, take a nap, go to sleep. Yeah, take a nap. Everyone get some sleep. That's you need it. Go eat some food. Go take a nap. Go to bed. Hell yeah. There. <laughs> sometimes you gotta fight fire with fire. Uh, sometimes Alex won't go to bed. Uh huh. So we found a meme that was like the go to jail card from monopoly yeah but yet instead of jail it just says to bed <sighs> it just says bed so it'll say go to bed go directly to bed do not scroll reddit do not go to youtube and we that's send that pretty to good him. He, and he's like fuck and he goes to bed hell yeah proud of you buddy get it <laughs> <laughs> if it works it works you know what I'm absolutely you do what you gotta do man yeah all right cool that's it that's all she wrote i'm going to bed hell yeah same all right, so until next time. Hot her. I barely know her. Or any of those people with those missiles. Those big boys. You mean those countries? Yeah. Okay. Those fucking <laughs> countries. Bitches. <laughs>